really want to thank you guys for uh for joining us coming in of course gentlemen glad to have you here and those of you that have been uh hanging with us for a few weeks at least uh, notice we got another individual mr dax thomas he's uh joining the panel tonight so uh, definitely excited about that as well and uh so tonight a couple things before we jump in and get started of course um want to uh remind you guys we got a week left on that giveaway for that delice box from queen bz cosmetics it's got the lip scrub the lip conditioner the pocket mirror the and then the uh the matte lipstick uh get gonna announce the winner of that next um uh wednesday next wednesday night also have a special guest on the podcast next wednesday night miss tamika wilkerson she is the uh ceo and founder of a nonprofit that's based out of jacksonville florida called strength and sisterhood and the idea of that is to provide mentorship uh for young women um there's always mentor programs and always opportunities to kind of train teach and uh, coach uh, young men and a lot of times young women young women tend to uh, fall to the wayside when those types of programs are concerned and that's something that was put on her heart and she's launched and started and very involved with the community and her volunteers are solid and really care about those girls and one of the things that she says is all the time is that it takes a village and so the village is definitely stepping up so um definitely again you guys thank you guys for joining uh we'll go ahead and get started uh, just a brief uh because we got dax joining us and and had some new people watching the last couple weeks uh definitely want to go around and just kind of say hello and introduce ourselves we're going to start with mr candidate for ward four alderman for olean new york mr ezra johnson All right, next, whoever. Alpha. My name is Danny Gaten, uh, resident of Olean, New York. Enjoy doing these conversations every week. Uh, met up with uh, Gary and Steve and now Dax. You know, we all kind of became friends and, and, and have some really good conversations on here every week. And it's my pleasure to just, you know, kind of hang out and, and put my two cents in where, where, where I think it's needed. Nice to meet you, Dak. Hey, thanks for watching. I'm Steve, and uh, I used to live in Olean, New York, uh, a long time ago. Now I live in eastern Pennsylvania. Another perspective on the call, uh, Gary, Dr. Gary is my cousin, uh, and uh, I met Ezra and Danny, and now Dax, uh, doing this call with him. And so I really appreciate all of their perspectives, because each of us think a little differently. And uh, it helps me to think about a lot of different things that maybe I wouldn't have if we haven't, haven't had this uh, all these conversations. So right. thanks for joining us, Dex. Hey, thank you. Go ahead, Dex. Introduce yourself. Let the people know. Hey, what's going on, people? Um, I'm Dax Thomas. I live in El Paso, Texas. Um, I've been here for the past almost 13 years. I met Gary when I first got to Fort Stewart, Georgia. Um, uh, back in the owl active duty days. Um, what was it, 2001? 
2001, uh, we met up and um, just shot it from there. Uh, we had a very huge interest in the hip hop music and the, and the culture, and we just always uh, conversed about it and, and always hung out about it, <clears throat> hung out and talked about it and everything. And on top of uh, on top of you know the army thing, so I appreciate us uh, uh, us like really actually like staying in touch, you know. And um, and now he uh, he invited me back on uh, he invited me onto the show. I appreciate it for that, man. So thanks a lot, Gary. Yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate all you guys, man. It definitely, uh, uh, one thing that we try to do with House Call is make sure every conversation counts and want to give uh, different perspectives, different thought processes. And like Dak said, he was the first person I really met when I hit Fort Stewart. And um, that was that was definitely, definitely interesting, the uh, the couple places we found to hang out. Um, you know, trying to trying to stay out of trouble with the, the, this '88 mic over here, but um, definitely, uh, definitely a good brother. Glad to have him on with us. Um, looking forward to uh, some of the conversations in the future, not just tonight, but tonight's topic. Uh, we're really focusing on uh, how how do we heal at this point? How do we heal? You know, and 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 congratulations to President uh, Biden and uh, Madam Vice President. Harris, uh, definitely a historic moment uh, for a lot of levels. And honestly, for me, yesterday the highlight was Miss Amanda Gorman. Um, that that young woman is definitely, uh, you know, I, I remember always talking about, uh, you know, Maya Angelou and 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 her impact. And and but uh, that young woman is definitely filling some shoes already, and definitely showing, um, you know, that uh, you can definitely go places and accomplish what you want to do. And just her level of of uh, her intelligence and, and the way that she was able to use that wordplay and uh, was just phenomenal. That that was for me. That was the highlight of the inauguration. Honestly, um, was uh, was her. But um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, where do we go now? You know, that's that's pretty much tonight. How do we heal? Where do we go from here? Um, you know, there were some Facebook posts already. You know, yesterday, today, some petty, some not. Um, all I can say is y'all need to watch out for Uncle Burn because Unc, Unc stays strapped and ready. So, you know, he's uh, sitting there sitting there with his twisted tea. But, um, you, know, uh, you know, some of those memes that are floating around. Uh, but in all seriousness, you know, yesterday there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of people that took to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and whatnot. And then even today, um, a lot of backlash from the, uh, you know, the executive orders uh, that were signed. And so, uh, you know, because there's such a divide as far as beliefs and ideologies and thought processes, how do we heal? How do we move forward? How do we, how do we progress at this point? So I, I just kind of want to open it up. Um, I'll save my thoughts, uh, you know, for a little bit here, but, um, you know, I want to hear from, uh, from each of you where you think, uh, how, number one, how do we heal? Let's, let's start there. How do we heal before we can even try to move forward? You know, I, I'll start it off. First of all, I got to say, uh, on Facebook right now, they got my man Bernie Sanders looking like a straight OG with his twisted, twisted T sitting up there in the game throwing Thrones thing, man. Gotta love how they're doing Bernie right now. They got him OG up there, loving that. <laughs> but um, you know, healing. I think when when you when you talk about healing the country, you 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 got to talk about um, the good and the bad that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. You you you, you got to talk about both sides of that. And I and I think right now part of that healing process 
is whenever you lose, um, you, you're upset and angry, right? So right now, people are upset and angry that they lost. They lost. Um, but I think every day you see a little bit less and less and less of that. Um, it, I think people are starting to see the significance of the moment. You even see some Republicans that are starting to see the historical the historical piece of the moment. What happened yesterday? When you're talking about um, calling somebody Madam Vice President and, and, and looking at young ladies, and I'm the father of of, of girls and, and grandbabies, and, um, that that's a historical moment for women and, and black women in general. Um, I think people are starting to see that moment, and even some Republicans. And I think that's the start, but I think. The bigger piece, the, the the overall long-term piece, is for people to start to realize and have leaders around them that realize that it's okay to disagree. It's okay to be a Republican. It's okay to be Democrat. It's okay to disagree on a policy, and it's okay to disagree on um, certain parts of a policy. Um, but what's not okay is when you try to disrupt the whole democracy. Um, and I think when that happened, I think that was the line for a lot of people. And that's when a lot of people started to say the line was crossed on both sides. Um, yes, you're always going to have some some diehard people that don't believe that that line was crossed. If I always go by that 80-20 rule, right? If, if you can get 80% of the people to follow you, you're never going to get the other 20% to follow you anyways. So you just got to deal with Right. But I, I, I think you need leaders to stand up and lead that are that have a the ability to care for people, that have the ability to show that they care, that have the ability to empathize with the American people, that have the ability to tell the truth, to have the ability to be straightforward with the American people. And I think that's where we're at, and I think that's where we're going, and I think that's going to help that healing process. But through that healing process, you're going to also see the other side be a little upset for a little while because they lost. And think about a football game, basketball game, anything that you lose, you if you're passionate about it, you're upset about it for a minute. But eventually, you start to come around to how do we how do we move forward how do we get better right and that and that's the question that everybody should be asking themselves in their own head is how do you get better how do you personally get better because if everybody does that then at the end of the day the nation will get better but you, it, it starts it starts with you getting better and what are you going to do to help are you going to mentor somebody are you going are, are you going to put yourself out there what are you going to do to make it better that's kind of where I want to start. Okay. I think... You're going to have to speak up a little bit, Ezra. Can you hear me now? A little bit, yeah. I feel like the Verizon thing. All right. Well, I feel it's a little a little different for me. I think it takes having the conversation with someone that doesn't think the same way as you and try and have more of an understanding of what someone else thinks of it. Um, we can't just go into situations thinking that we're always right. I think a lot of what we're seeing right now in the first couple of days is in the last election with Hillary and Donald 
is everybody was like, that's not my president, that's not my president, so it's like a rebuttal now, it's my turn to use that phrase. So, like, instead of finding similarities and stuff, we just automatically go on the defense with it <coughs> and turning it, like, my, my way's right. So I'm going to find every single little thing that this person does. Like, i seen someone made a comment, like, 8,000 people died today from coronavirus, but you got to acknowledge that that was Donald's fault, the reason why we're in the mess that we are in now. That wasn't Joe Biden's fault. But at the same time, understanding, like, okay, Joe's in charge now. What is Joe going to do for us? When someone asked me the other day, like, oh, now that Joe Biden's in office, are you excited? Like, no. Like, what did Joe do? Like, for me yet. Like, what did he do for the people? Like, he, he has promises that he has to keep. He's, he's been doing a lot, but, like, he needs action. I need action in order to be like, yes, I'm proud that we made this decision. It's not, like, it's not a give me, like, here, I voted for you for president. Now, that's all we, we do. The fight's not over, you know? got to keep going and continuing to build off of that and sit down at the table that with people that have different understandings of it and move forward from the situation and i believe that's how you heal is, is having that conversation if you don't like what the person says you have to acknowledge that that's their opinion and that's their right and and not get mad and defensive and shut them off you know you know a, a, a friend of mine that i've been talking to we've been talking about it and she uh introduced me to a um a like a show on youtube called the young turks and uh they are very much so a very progressive um you know couple of individuals uh with their you know policies politics their thought processes but what i've what i've appreciated about them is they call out both sides of the aisle you know even though they lean more democratic they're still like yo listen don't don't get all happy, you know, and, you know, pointed out the fact that, you know, a lot of these cities where these police officers are not facing any type of consequences for murdering these black men and women, you know, and the brutality are Democratic run cities, you know, and they're holding them accountable or at least attempting to hold them accountable. So, you know, and, and so this individual that, you know, shared, you know, introduced me to them, uh, one of the statements that she made is that, you know, we, we need to keep applying pressure. You need to keep the foot on the neck. Because whether they're a Democrat or a Republican, at the end of the day, they're supposed to be a representation of us. And if we, all we do is vote and then forget about it, they're going to keep doing what they've been doing. So, you know, I think you're right. You know, they do have to keep promises. But at the same time, we have to, in my opinion, as far as politics are concerned, we as a country, we as a people you know need to stop voting and forget it. it it's it's not an infomercial it's not set it and forget it you know it, it which is how we treat politics we vote and then we forget until something happens we don't like and then we throw a temper tantrum well how active are you with your representatives are you writing letters are you making phone calls are you expressing what needs to change and what you know different aspects and not only not only on a you know a congressional level but at your local and state and we've talked about that before you really want to make change the president can only do so much and and honestly if the decision makes it to the president if the president has to be the one to make the decision then he's making he or she is making the decision of a bad decision or a worse decision because Congress couldn't pull their head out of their fourth point of contact or the Senate couldn't or, you know, whatever the case may be. And um, it, it's a military thing. Sorry. Um, yeah, just say it. 
ass. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you know, with 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 that being said, you know, I I, I think you know some stuff Danny said about, you know, individually, how am I going to get better? There's that personal responsibility. And then like you said as well, Ezra, there's, there's the aspect where we've got to be willing to have these hard conversations and be okay with disagreeing. Um, I thought that um, uh, Schumer's speech and McConnell's speech, actually, I thought both of those speeches were pretty solid. And, and they both acknowledged that, you know, hey, no, we don't think alike. No, we're not going to want the same things. But where we can, we're going to work together. And where we can't, you know, from an ideology standpoint or, or you know, whatever, then we're not going to. Like, they were, they are, you know, we're going to have to find another way around it. There's going to be debates. There's going to, unity doesn't mean the absence of pressure. You know, unity doesn't mean the absence of an argument. Unity doesn't mean the absence of frustration. Unity doesn't mean that bad decisions won't be made. You know, and, and I, I said this yesterday, electing President Biden isn't, it's not a magic wand. It's not a fix-all by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, people that treat it like that, to me, are foolish. Um, you know, we, but we need to continue to hold each other accountable. But I, I think, like Danny said, you have to acknowledge the past as well. You have to acknowledge the things that have happened that have led up to this. And... Um, you know, when you're always oh, not my president, like, you know, I've seen some of those posts today and it's like, you know what, that's you're right to feel that way. But just like the last four years, the response was whether you want him to be or not, he's there. He's, he is your president. If you're if you're an American citizen and it's like, oh, well, why all of a sudden if I say it now for Joe Biden, then it's not, you know, I'm wrong for saying it. Well, you were wrong for saying it for eight years when President Obama was in office. Did you forget you said it then? You know, and, and see, that's the thing. It's like, and I think, uh, Steve, I read something you posted. It was a comment or a reply um, that essentially, you know, Clinton, it was the same type of attitude. Whether those words were used, not my president, it's the same type of attitude. And then Bush, same type of attitude. Then President Obama, same type of attitude. You know, and people were talking about, you know, all through Trump's presidency, you know, oh, the Democrats just disagree with everything because it's Trump. Well, when President Obama was in office, the Republicans disagreed with everything just because it was President Obama. Like, let's stop acting like toddlers. Let's knuckle up. Let's, you know, sack up, for a lack of better words, and, and make things happen. And we have to have those hard conversations to begin to heal. So that's, uh, that's why I always call it the America, the United States of America, of America is the ultimate hypocrite of themselves. We are. Right? Because, that, that is. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Because what'll happen is they'll see it. The American people will see things one way, mm -hmm. and they'll say that that's the right way, and then they'll act in a certain way and say that this is the right way to act, right? But when it's something that they don't like, and somebody else is acting the same way that they acted, they're quick to point out how wrong they are, but they forget that they acted that way a month ago, a year ago, four years ago, five years ago, however, but and, they're, and, and they're hypocrites. And I always laugh because some of the same people that say that are some of the same people that you would have seen posting things five years ago saying that this that Obama was wrong, but Trump, but you stood, but you stood there and did the same thing when Trump was president. Mm -hmm. The Black Lives Matter protest was wrong couldn't stand the looting, but it was okay for you to take over the, the United States government. So that's what I'm saying. Like America, we, 
we we are known for and we always will be known for until we can fix it being the ultimate hip. Go ahead, Steve. That you wanted a, to say that's something? Actually the, that's actually the comment that I made uh, that uh, Dr. Gary is referring to. I used to I used to drive a lot for work, uh, hours hours at a time, and so I listened to I I, I like listening and learning about other perspectives. And so mm-hmm. I listen to talk radio a lot. Uh, so Sean Hannity and uh, Rush Limbaugh, those guys. Um, I obviously watch news. I'm sorry. Uh, obviously, I watch news. No, no. So, in in my opinion, you can't help other people until you learn about other people. That's so fair. That's if fair. If you ignore them and just listen to what other people say about them, you get a bad perspective. And honestly, okay. um, uh, uh, aside from some things, there are just normal people like the rest of us. Um, That's true. They do have a, a lot of sway with other people. But my point of bringing this up is, no matter what. Uh, news station, CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox, or no matter what radio host you listen to, it's a strange time between election time and when there's an inauguration because every single time there's a flip from offense to defense. Mm -hmm. And so um, for the amount of time that Trump was president, the radio hosts and Fox were talking about respecting the office of the presidency. And he was elected by everybody, and so let's let's let him do his thing. And uh, and now I guarantee it. I didn't listen to anything yes yet, but I guarantee it. Today's talking points for all of those hosts uh, on let's say the conservative stations were, oh well, now the presidency's a joke, and Biden's in there because they it was all fraud. And so um, this it's not just this situation. It didn't just happened right. with Trump, but between, um, I wasn't listening to radio when um, Bush became president, but after Bush to Obama, same thing happened for the flop. Then from Obama to Trump, and now from Obama to Biden. And so I'm just stacking on the hypocrisy you're talking about, Danny. Uh, it, it is prevalent, and I think a lot of it comes from the media, um, but we ourselves are self, we are all self-righteous in some way. Mm-hmm. And because of that can show signs of hypocrisy all of us all the time yep. unless we think rationally and rethink and have conversations with other people like Ezra like you were saying other people who may not think like us help us helps to reveal the hypocrisy in us when we're talking about moving on um, I don't know I don't want to move on um, because today is today and so build on our past and we, we add, and we add to our future to get better so moving I know what you mean by move on but to me it means to, it sounds like you just want to forget what's happened recently yeah then and that's, that's yeah no 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 like I'm I'm very much so your past even when um, you know you're talking like personal past you know it's like the the good and the bad have defined who I am in this moment you know right. I, and, uh, when I say you I mean people out there who may hear move on it's not forget what's happened Mm -hmm. or or start something new it's all right so like you said learn from our past learn Mm -hmm. learn from what's happened and continue on because this it's not a reset i in my opinion and according to the constitution the president shouldn't be doing as much as they're already doing these executive orders and making laws basically it's not their role it wasn't trump's role it's not biden's role 
but we've we've let them do it and so now they're doing it um and that's just a just a point at the end that i wanted to mention it's not his job to do all these things we complain about him not doing mm-hmm. or her not doing just right. just putting that out there right <laughs> Dax? Go ahead, Dax. I want to hear from you, All man. Right. All right. Hey, man. Um, one thing that that I hope that we move uh, that we move forward along with is uh, actually starting to learn our neighbors. Man. Our neighbors. I mean, like, I'm talking about like going back to the 1980s, where you talk to your neighbors like, next door, down the street, because we don't do that anymore. Next thing you know, there's an uptick in in police being called for no reason. Um. You know, just just disruptive uh, uh, disruptive culture, what I call it, and things like that. That would die down a whole lot of the the separatism that we have going on in the United States type of thing. And and that, and to actually understand like you know each other's families and and learn about each other, where we come from, you know how we how we got here. Learning that way would die down a whole lot of this, and in that way we could actually govern the, the government the way we should have it governed. You know what? And that is that's so simple but profound, dude, because I, I also think that that is a great idea. I also don't know half of my neighbors, which is terrible. We make comments about our president and our government and all these things happening in D.C., etc., and we have no influence on the people that we could have direct contact with every day. Absolutely. So, Thank you, you, for saying you know, that. you know, one thing, one thing that I found disturbing, honestly, after the sixth, is that, um, you know, even locally, people that had a like a Trump flag flying outside of their house uh, after the sixth, they took the flag down. Some of them probably took it down, and, and I'm making some assumptions because I haven't had like individual conversations with them, uh, but just knowing how people act and how people respond, some probably took it down because it was a level of embarrassment. Um, and a level of frustration and others probably took it down because even though they do support Trump or did support Trump there was almost a like a knee-jerk fear reaction that because they were a Trump supporter that they inherently supported the insurrection on the Capitol and you know I don't I don't feel that that's a fair that that, that would be a fair thought a fair assumption, uh, honestly, uh, and the way that even in, in our local community, it's funny because people will be quick to point out when you're being a bigot and hateful when it comes to race or when it comes to gender, but at the same time, they do those same type of things to people that don't support their candidate or because they're not a Democrat. You know, they'll rip Republicans apart, and they do that in the same breath that they're saying, see, this is how Republicans are. Well, you're becoming the monster that you're saying you're trying to fight. And that's not positive either. That's that's not going to help us move forward. And we have to understand and be able to accept. See, we can agree on a lot of things or disagree on a lot of things, and I'm one where, I, you know, as far as when it comes to racism that's not something that we can disagree on and be okay when it comes to basic human rights that's not something that we can disagree on and i can still be cool and invite you over to the barbecue that that's just where i'm at but from a political standpoint you know 
I'm, I'm not going to hate you because you're a Republican or because you're a Democrat. I'm not going to stand, you know, behind the pulpit and say that I'm cursing you in the name of God because you didn't vote for a Republican. Like, you know, the levels of extreme that both parties have gone to and both. What's that? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you you get you get preachers blocking you on Facebook and you know, like just but I mean, I get it. Like I'm all for it. You know what? If you need to delete You probably deserved it, Danny. Listen, if yeah, Danny probably did. If um you know, if I got to delete a comment, if I have to block you or unfriend you, block you from my page or whatever to secure my peace and my state of mind, Listen, I've got people that show up on my page, even family, that only show up on, on things that I post when they want to argue about something. And then their, their thought process when they show up doesn't even really, really correlate with what was posted. And, you know, but it is what it is. But so I get it. If you have to block somebody or choose to block somebody, by all means, do it. It doesn't hurt my feelings any. I promise. Like, and, and, I, and I want to go back to something that Dak was talking about, too, because, you know, me being a little bit older, I, I, I can relate to that. Like, when I when I grew up, it, it, I don't ever remember my friends or family members or even friends of the family dictating whether they were friends, not friends, or having arguments about political things. We played, we all knew each other, we all hung out, our parents called up each other and told on us, so we got a bump up in there and a bump and, I, and if you stop somewhere in between, you catching it there too. And so, like, there, was, there wasn't this full of thug, and there was more, it, it, it was more of a community-based mm-hmm. America, right? It was. Where... You could walk anywhere and do anything, and you would always be waving hi to somebody sitting on the porch, stopping yeah. to talk to this person down the street. You yeah. knew that little old, you knew that if you didn't walk fast enough past the house on the corner, that the old lady was going to stop you and probably send you to the store to get her something because she needed it, and she knew you were going to the store, right? Right. Yes, so, sir. so, like, definitely. That that's the type of America that I think that I'm used to growing up in, mm-hmm. right? And that's the type of America that's not here right now. Like I can tell you right now, like 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 Doctor Harvey was saying, I got a neighbor right now that flies a Trump flag. I look at it every single morning. He stole my Biden sign, though. I didn't steal his Trump flag. I could have. He stole your sign. You know, you know what though? It, it's 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 one. One of these, one, one of the things, one of the things that I think that, uh, well, I don't hate him. right, right. Well, and, and, and people used to be able, right, right. Well, people used to, you used to be able to have conversations and disagree. Like, you know, grown folk could have conversations and disagree. And now you, you say that you're a Democrat. And the conservatives are saying you're all going to hell because you're a Democrat. And, you know, you say you're a Republican, and the, the Democrats all say that you're hateful, racist bigots because you're a Republican. Like, we have attached essentially symptoms 
to political processes. And what I find disturbing is both on a Democratic and a Republican side, right? These people will talk about you in the worst way possible on both sides. Mm -hmm. And show up to church on Sunday and talk about they, they love God. Well, I know Ezra has something to yeah, say. Yeah, go ahead, I Ezra. Have I have something to reply with. Go ahead, Ezra. I think that, like, I was going to say something along those lines, but, like, in my thought process, like, I think in the, the, the Trump presidency, it made it okay for him, like, to, like, people to be okay with being racist. And then in my head, I, like... I make that, I like, I match that up with people being Republican sometimes. And I'll just be like, oh, well, they're racist because of this. And I'll have to catch myself and actually stop. And then, but at least you're, and, you're aware of it. Yeah, like, it happens bad to me because, like, going to church and stuff, and they'll be like, oh, you're a Democrat. You're going to hell. How can you support this? And I'll be like, how can you support this? But it automatically comes back to, like, you can't like it's not okay to just judge somebody off of their political views. Right. No, you can thank the media for that. Right. Well, yeah. not here's here's what I think. To preserve that, like you, to, people have those rights. Right. And they, right. You know, they have those. I think, I think the catalyst for this change from what you were talking about, Dax, with the neighborhood where the people you have direct influence over, you know, you talk yeah. to, you trust, even though you're wildly different people. Um. The catalyst for the change was that it's it's social media, and so your realm of influence is not personal anymore. True. It is separated from personal, and you can say whatever you want. Very true. And reach right. out to six billion people. You know, um, I don't think any of my words have gotten out to more than a couple hundred. But um, so social media is it's it's not new, but it's new relatively when millions of people have to figure right. out how to interact with community they aren't personally involved in and so maybe moving on for us moving on like we're talking about is interacting differently on social media trying to be more neighborly or as well as personally going out to your neighborhood and well yeah some type of social media up. etiquette or something well you you've got you, you got you know nobody's afraid of getting punched in the mouth anymore um no, you no. know I, I mean i i hate to i hate to take it to that extreme but at the end of the day, you know, you've got keyboard warriors that sit back there and, you know, they'll type up a storm. But as soon as you're there, it's, it's, oh, um, well, I, uh, like, you won't even say hi to me, but you're going to hop on Facebook and, and try to, try to blast me or blast this group of people or that group of people. Like, there's no level of accountability. And I think the other thing, too, in reference to social media and, and, and the direction that it's become or that it's gone, we've made it so important in our lives that it was equated when when you know trump was banned from twitter oh it's 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 you know violating the first amendment no i'm gonna need you to read that you know um, i'm gonna need you to read it because it's not i understand the concern i i understand the road <coughs> excuse me that it can potentially put us on you know as far as those types of concerns and and censorship concerns but to equate Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media, to equate that to the purpose of the First Amendment, first of all, you're showing your level of ignorance on the, on the subject. And, and not ignorance as far as, oh, you're stupid. No, you just clearly don't know. 
You know, and, and I, I said it before and I've shared it before that the First Amendment, 1890, the book 1894 and the Bible are probably the most cited pieces of information by people that have never read them. You know, so <laughs> my son's actually doing a he's got to do a, a report uh, presentation on, on the year 1984. Actually, he was just telling me tonight. But um, but yeah, so, you know, I definitely think that's that's a lot of it. Our interactions with people, they're not personal anymore. And most of them don't come with consequences. Like I no longer have to be concerned about the other person because society and culture tells me whether it's music, whether it's the media, whether it's movies, whether it's, you know, so-called self-help gurus, I just need to be savage and look out for my peace and secure my bag. And, you know, where my faith tells me, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Dax in, in the Quran, you can speak to it, but I know the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. So if they're, if I put them below me, Clearly, I'm not loving them as myself, and if I put them above me, I'm not loving them as myself because I think there's something wrong with me. So there's a few things that we need to recognize. Number one, I got to be able to love me. I got to know what self-love is so I can express that to the person across from me. But if I treat them any different than the way that I expect to be treated, therein lies the problem. Honestly, I mean, you can really simplify it to that as far as, you know, the Christian faith goes and as far as the Bible goes when he talks about love your neighbor as yourself, it's that simple. If I'm going to treat you any different than I expected to be treated, then there's a problem. Yeah, and I think, I think with people in general, we put a lot of effort and thought into our thoughts on politics and, and these people in Washington, D.C. Uh, that... Um, well, for me, it seems to have little influence year over year on my life. Uh, long term, I'm sure it does, but the things that have influence on my life are the people around me and the people that I interact with. And so the, the neighborly, like I said, is profound, the neighborly thing. It really we is. We all spent more time focusing on those around us that we actually have influence on, on <laughs> as opposed to those that we don't have influence on. We can call and write letters, etc. They don't listen. I'm gonna um, this is my plug. Vote in local elections. Yep. Vote Ezra. Ward four. Vote Ezra. Ward four. No, but in all seriousness, all all, all jokes aside, you know, with that being said, Ezra, um, it, it is an important aspect. Local local politics, and your local officials, they can immediately impact your day to day life, and and make changes in your community. And once you can start making impact in your community, now you can make impact in your city as a whole. Now you can make impact in your state. Now we can make impact congressionally. You know, and but it starts with ourselves and it starts with our, our community, like Steve said, the people that are around us. But you know, I, I applaud you for putting your hand to the plow, you know, as far as that's concerned. Because you know, all jokes aside, at the end of the day, as a Christian. Whether I like Trump or not, whether I agree with his policies or not, I have a responsibility to pray for the man, and I have a responsibility to love him as myself, love my neighbor as myself. I have that responsibility. Doesn't mean I agree with him, doesn't mean that I, I stand behind him and cheer him on or anything to that effect, but I have that responsibility because at the end of the day, the, the Messiah that died for my sins died for his too. So as, as a Christian, I can't treat 
or completely write him off as a person because of that, you know, say, and, and same thing with President Biden, you know, and, and like I said before, I, I hope that all these Christian leaders that for four years have talked about, you know, respect the presidency, you might not respect the person, but respect the position, and that's something you learn very quickly in the military, you know, oftentimes you don't respect the person, but you do respect the rank. And, you know, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to kind of separate and compartmentalize, but you learn to do it. But pray for your leadership. And, you know, you, you can't, you're not going to agree with everything that happens. And, and right now, you know, there's, you have a, the trifecta of power right now. You have Democrats in the White House. Democrats have control of the House and the Senate. Um, you know, so with that being said, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that believe that, um, oh, well, Democrats are just going to get everything that they want. Republicans aren't going to get anything. Well, first of all, if you're looking at the progression of this country and that mentality, like us or them, you're already stifling growth. And, and we have to be able to, like Steve said, it's not, a, it's not a reset button, it's a build on. We're extending the bridge further. We're, we're extending that road further. We're, we're putting another floor on the, on the building, so to speak, with each year, with each presidency. And we've got to be able to accept the fact that it's okay to disagree. It's okay to passionately disagree. I, I, I think that we, we need to remember that. And, and I think that's where people today have a hard time, right? Is, is the ability to disagree mm-hmm. but find common ground. Or disagree and just be able to look at somebody and say, hey, I think we're going to agree to disagree on this particular topic, right? Like, people have a hard time with that. Like, everybody feels like they have to argue their point, right? And in for some reason, as, as a country and as people, we've, we've decided that it's more important for us to argue our point than it is for us to keep a friend, right? I, I'm one of the few people that can honestly say I, I have yet to defriend or block anybody on Facebook based on their post or based on their, based on their political affiliation because my, my thumb has the ability to keep scrolling, mm-hmm. right? So I, I can't let that affect my, my every day. My thumb moves up and down. So I, I just got to keep it moving, right? So I, 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 I've been unfriended. I've been blocked. I've been, you know, by some, by some people that you wouldn't think would do that to you. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. Because if, if what I post offends you every that month that I wreck your day, then please block me, right? Mm-hmm. So I haven't been friends that long. Give me a chance, all right? But, but the way I look at it is, I have, I, I, I said, I grew the way I grew up is I treat the janitor like I would treat the president, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, throughout my day, every day, I, I sit in a boardroom with people, and I also, you know, when 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 COVID's over, I'm down and I'm down in the weeds with people too. So, and you treat everybody the same, and I think that's a lot about what we're talking. That's a lot what we're talking about today is how do we actually treat, people, mm-hmm. right? Well, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and right. whether agree or you disagree with somebody how do you treat them in the end mm-hmm. how do you look at them how do you treat them and to me like i'm not going to disrespect you unless you disrespect me right if you disrespect me then i feel i have the ability to disrespect you back right 
Yeah, I mean, because you brought that on yourself. So, um, but at the same time, I'm not going to go out of my way to disrespect you. And I, I have the ability to look at you and go, Steve, I, I just, I just, I just can't get down with that. I just, I just disagree. But that's the way I hate. Yeah, right? but you're wrong. But you're wrong. Right. But that's okay. I'll be. See, that happened, you know, that, that's happened to me a few times, you know, recently even, and yesterday even, a uh, conversation with somebody, and, and we, we fundamentally did not agree um, on some of the statements that each of us were making. And um, so it, it came to a point where I respectively, you know, exited the, uh, the conversation. I wasn't offended. I didn't take it as if the other, other individual was um being argumentative because they weren't you know at all they were expressing their thoughts and their points and i was doing the same um there were just some points that came out that clearly we weren't going to agree on so we we and, left it and at I, that you, and i'm with you dr Arvigo, but i think you have to have standards right you do i have standards, I have standards for myself mm -hmm. but i i'm not going to disagree with you about racism racism right. is just wrong right there's no conversation. We're not going to have a conversation back to yeah. about it. And I can't, if you're racist, I can't get down with you. Mm -hmm. We can't, we can't break bread together. It's, it's that simple. You know, and if you don't agree with fundamental human rights on how to, the, the fundamental human rights of a human being, we can't break bread together. And, if you don't think that everybody needs to be treated the same until they prove to you otherwise, then we can't break them. Yeah. It, 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 and them are just my standards that I have of people that I want around me. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, and there, I don't think there's anything wrong with having standards. Dex, you look like you want to say something. Danny, oh. wait, real quick. I'm sorry. I know I want to hear from Dex too more and more. But Danny, you ever hear of Daryl Davis? No. Look up Daryl Davis, a black man who became friends with members of the Ku Klux Klan organization. I broke, broke bread with them and convinced them all to drop that garbage. So, just saying, there's a, it's not for everybody, but there's a place for breaking bread with enemies. It's even the worst kind of enemies. Yeah. Uh, but two things before Dax goes. If you were to read many of Biden's speech, but in, in particular his inauguration speech, and it wasn't marked that it said Joe Biden said it, uh, you would probably very, um, you would assume that this person was a very spiritual person, and in particular, probably Christian. I don't think he mentioned Christ at all. Uh, but anyway, a, a very religious, um, not religious. Yeah. Anyone. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, no, yeah. definitely. And, and so yeah. if you... If, and if you were to, in my opinion, read a, a Trump speech and not have it associated with Trump, and a, if you could read it, and a, sorry, a Biden speech, you might you might have a different view on which one of those speakers was was a a, uh, a seeker of of life and love as opposed to hate and uh, power. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I think then, that I think that's fair, and I, I I do. I think that's very fair. It's why I, I really enjoyed his speech because he brought he brought more than just politics into it. It was spirituality, and I think spirituality is holding a lot of this country back in moving forward with the things that we are currently talking about with our neighbors and loving each mm -hmm. other and 
really coming together as a community like you talked about. Unity. So, go ahead, Dax. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Steven, because for one, I, 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 I always bring up this verse when um, in, in the Quran that, that says, there, there should be no compulsion in your religion. Truth stands clear from error. And it's just like, a lot of times, we get so much into the argument for supporting someone than what they're, they're uh, what they look like or what they've done before than what they stand for now. Because it's it's kind of like we're going backwards into uh, into into the Jim Crow era. Mm-hmm. I read an article back in the, uh, I want to say like a couple years ago. Uh, they said the violence from 2015 to 2018 was about as bad as, uh, as, as the violence in, in the civil rights movement in the 60s. We're clearly going backwards. And it's because the error is trying, is fighting the truth. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what it is. So you're going, to, you're going to see some compulsion in people's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a compulsion in people's religion. That's you know, right. you're going to see compulsion in, 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 in everything that, that that in every aspect of life, because somebody has to has to go get it, gotta go get it, gotta go do this, gotta do that, gotta support this person. But at the same time, they're not really actually paying attention to what that person is actually trying to is trying to do. Right. For the whole country, as it is. It's, I, it's, I, it's I think for the whole country. Right. I think I think you're so right that until we are able as a country yes. to work on the main issue, which is yes, race, yes, equality, and the way that we treat people. Until it's we are, are able to talk about that openly and deal with deal with it in a way that's truthful, honest, and to the core, yes. we continually have these things bubble up, right? So we are going backwards only because even during the civil rights era, they weren't, when it was over and they signed a piece of paper, it was over, right? Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just take care of it. So there's, you know, one thing, one thing that I want to, that I want to hit, like when Steve was talking about, Hey, or not Steve, I'm sorry, Dex, when he mentioned, you know, we're so focused on what they were in the past and what they did in the past instead of what they stand for now. So like during Trump's presidency, a lot of people talked about things that Trump did in his past and and attacked him for things that he did in his past. And you had so many and I, I'm just I'm just going to stick with with, you know, we'll just say so many Republicans um, that were defending him and saying, well, that's not who he is now. Or, you know, you have Christians talking about, oh, well, aren't you glad that, you know, you got your second chance when you got saved? And, you know, those types of things, which there's a level of truth to that, okay? But then we have President Biden and we have Madam Vice President um, Harris, both of which were involved in policies that unlawfully, disproportionately, well, I can't say unlawfully because it was really, it, it became law, but it was a manipulation, it was a manipulation of said law, um, in my opinion and disproportionately and helped funnel the school to prison pipeline essentially and incarcerated 
you know, a mass number of, of black men, and specifically black men, but black men and women and, and people of color. And now you have them standing in front of a country talking about unity, equality, civil rights, you know, etc. And everybody's going, but wait, they were part of the problem. You're right, they were, 110%. But those weren't the only two people that supported it, that pushed it. Like, even if, even if Biden was the one who authored the resolution that was put forth, you know, put in front of Senate or Congress, or the House, he wasn't the only one that voted for it, you know, so, so that's something to, uh, to definitely consider. Um, not, not just that, not just that he wasn't the only one to put it in front, but people, I think the point is people can change. Exactly. People can get better. And that's you what I was, yeah. You have to, if you think that even speaking about these things or talking about your neighbors can have any kind of in- impact, you must know and believe that people can change and be better. Exactly. So, that's no different than Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton signed into law mandatory minimums, minimums and ramped up the war on drugs, which locked up more black and, and black poor and Latino Americans in, in this country than any other president in the United States, including including Nixon and them guys else who started, Reagan who started the war on drugs, Clinton ramped that up and locked up more African-American, Hispanic, and poor people than any other president in this country to the point where he had to go to the NAACP and literally apologize for the laws that he that he passed because he already knew that they disproportionately locked up locked up African-Americans, Hispanic, and, and poor people. But, but to, that, to that point, people can change. They can acknowledge what was wrong. And honestly, if... if, if, if well, and Trump doesn't play the saxophone. Bill plays a real mean saxophone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it right here. But no, I mean, and that, that's the thing. Like, like, I'm not saying... I'm not saying that we don't hold people accountable for their actions, and I'm not saying that we don't acknowledge things that took place. But what I am saying is that we have an opportunity for people to change, and if you just told me for the last four years the individual that was the president for the last four years had the ability to change and did change, then that same opportunity needs to be afforded for the current president. And, and, I, and I think that part of what prevents us from healing is, like Ezra was saying, uh, like Danny was saying, Dax, you, Steve, you know, we're, we're missing out the hard conversations. We're not acknowledging what's there. We're missing that community piece. And, and we, it's, it's an us-them. If you don't agree with me, you're the enemy. If you're a Democrat, you're the enemy. If you're a Republican, yeah, it was. Um, you're an enemy, you know. But that's, that's one of the things that, that I think that we... It's just really holding us back, that us-them mentality. And, and I really, you know, even from, like Dax and I, you know, two, technically two opposite sides of the spectrum as far as what most people think, as far as faith is concerned. And he and I can have a conversation about a topic and draw more similarities between our two faiths than we can differences. And, and the fact that we take that approach I think is one of the reasons why the conversations end up so positive, even if we don't agree. I remember one day I shot him a message. I said, Dax, what's the Quran say about abortion? I'm curious. I'm curious what the Quran says about abortion. And, and from, you know, from your, your stance and your faith, where do you stand on it? You know, type of thing. Because I want to learn. 
you know, and um, he shared, Dax had shared, I think I, I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, had shared, a, 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 he's an army chaplain, right? An army chaplain that did, did an entire segment on, yeah, I'm a Muslim, and yeah, I love Jesus. Here's why. How can I not love a man that walks out the same principles that I say I believe in? Now, I don't believe he's my Messiah, but, you know, for, not me, but the, the chaplain, you know, doesn't believe that Jesus is his Messiah. But how can he not love and support somebody that walks in the same principles that, that he does? You know, and even if they don't sink on every level, there's enough there to have love and respect. And, and, and I think that, you know, we, we really need to look at that. One of the things that I think is amazing to me here locally is the... Um, the um the soup kitchen we have people from different faith groups people that don't go to church we have people from various denominations that, that come and volunteer and everybody just works together because it helps the community and if we can start applying that on a larger level i think we'll be better off so gentlemen we've hit an hour uh just want to go around and final thoughts real quick um so ezra we'll go ahead and start with you well, guys, I just want to say it's been a pleasure talking with you guys today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, but like I said in the beginning of the, of the conversation, it's, it's, it starts with a conversation and acknowledging someone else's differences and moving forward with the situation that it's not all going to be solved right there and then, then and there. You can't change someone's mind that they've thought forever for their whole life and then expect them to change in just one day. So it's a work in process. Find something that you guys agree on and build off of it. Yes, sir. Get ahead of it. But thank you guys for this conversation, David. Good one. I'll go. Uh, let me reveal something here. I didn't vote for Trump, and I didn't vote for Biden, but they're both my president. And so if we can start there when it comes to thinking about our government and our elected officials, then we can maybe have a little bit more respect for those people that may have disagreed with us during elections. And I'm probably stealing from Dax, but Dax's point of those people that we actually do have influence over, our neighbors and our families, I think I say this in closing every single week, those are the people we have impacts on. Those are the people that impact us. And so treat them with respect, with love, with understanding, with the understanding, like you said, that just like we need to move on, Everyone can move on from their past as well and grow and be better, even if it's not better in your eyes. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I think. 